And welcome to another episode of the It's Real To Me podcast. This is episode two of our two-day extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, we have Rob back on the show. Um, Brandon's out because he's going through some stuff. I really don't want to disclose a lot. So <laughs> with that said, welcome to the show and... We have some breaking news to disclose to you to start this show. And it's going to excite you, Rob. Hmm. It's going to excite you, man. Let me tell you. Um, starting in April. Professional oh, wrestling. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. But uh, the week. Starting all week in April. We're having wrestling every day from Monday to Friday. Sheesh. Yeah. Monday, Raw. Tuesday will be NXT. Wednesday will be Dynamite. Thursday will be Impact. And Friday will be SmackDown. We are literally being spoiled. Exactly. We are being spoiled. And is your mic up, bro? Yeah, my mic's up. I couldn't really hear you. Uh, sorry, I was just in the middle of my yawn. Oh, you're in the middle of your yawning. Yeah, it's about one. It's about one o'clock in the morning. I don't know why. I don't know why I decided to start it late. I'm sorry. Now nah, you're good. I was in the middle of the Sixers game anyway. Oh, are they stressing you out? No, actually, they aren't going to. They're beating the Lakers from. Uh, uh, if I open up and beat. Oh, no, that's the NFL app. Sports apps. I'm going. I'm going through. Oh no! I'll turn. I mean, I'm going to turn on the game. To be honest, so don't worry about it. But uh, because I'm in the living room right now. But um, okay. back back to wrestling. How do you feel about having wrestling all week, starting in April? I'm I'm all for it. Oh, I'm I'm for it too, dude. I, like I said, we are literally being spoiled. Oh, the game's on. Oh no! Be, they, but uh, yeah, yeah. I. I mean, I'm speechless. Yeah, you know the Phillies are on right now. Oh, that's the replay. Oh, that's that's the replay. Was, that was a crazy one. Oh, okay. I just turned on. Like, oh, well, the game's on. But uh, yeah, I, I really love the fact that we have. Professional wrestling all week. Oh yeah, for sure. And instead of and instead of um and instead of AEW fighting with uh, NXT, NXT has its own night now. Yeah, so so now yeah, we don't it, have to have this unnecessary war going on. Yeah, the Wednesday night war. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, people love competition. They loved it when the Monday Night War happened back in the late nineties, but it's mm-hmm. not necessary. Nah. Anyway, uh, I wanna I wanna talk about um our top five moments, WrestleMania moments of the two thousands now. <laughs> So, uh, I'm down. You ready, you ready to do your uh, top five? Oh, definitely. 
right. I'm just Stone Cold and The Rock from 2005. Don't quote so, me on the year. It was 2003. 2003, Early. because I was I was two years ahead. Yeah, you're you're two years ahead. It's 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 no big deal. Your brain's all jumbled because you sound tired. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that one. Um, I could, could say the Brock Lesnar. No, that was that was Survivor Series. Brock Lesnar. No, that that he, that bad botch, bro. Oh, that bad botch. Oh yeah, no, that did... was that was Mania. That was the same Mania as uh, Rock and Austin. Because because oh, Brock Lesnar went to go for a uh, a flip or whatever off the top rope, and he. He, like completely missed angle and almost snapped his neck in half. I'm surprised he's still walking after all that time. I'm surprised he didn't even get hurt. Exactly. I'm like, yo, how the hell did he not get hurt? No, because I mean, yeah, it's just like I just make my neck. It just made my neck cringe a little bit. Like, every time, it's like every time you watch it, your neck hurts. That's it. Exactly. It's like, or, ooh. So that's two. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, no, that was... Oh, my God. Oh, God. You're really... I'm really drawing a blank on the other three. All right. You don't have to worry about the other three. My top five... <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Rock and Austin, but not in 03. Their very first, I think it was like, did they? Yeah, their very first WrestleMania that they had. Mm-hmm. They had a great match, and the thing is, with Rock and Austin, they always had a great feud. Always. Mm-hmm. Like there was, um, up the f- good thing I put on ESPN because the highlights just came up for the uh, Sixers, but uh, yeah, the, the thing with uh. Rock and Austin, they had a great feud. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. spring back from the Attitude Era up to the yeah. 03. Yeah, to like the very beginning of the Roosters, the Roosters Aggression Era. Because at that time, it, we didn't know it was going to be like the final match of Austin. We didn't know it was going to be one of the final matches for Rock before he went Hollywood. I mean, we kind of figured that he would go to Hollywood, but we didn't know he was going to leave that soon. Yeah. But uh, we didn't know to the extent how bad Austin's health got in 03. Yeah. He had to retire. And I feel for the guy because I'm pretty sure he, he would probably want to go a few more years after that. Yeah, hey, for sure. For like, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I, like, when you're, when you, when you love the fans that much. And you go out into that ring and you bust your ass off for those mm-hmm. fans. Of course, Oosh, you don't want to yeah. go for years. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, but my second WrestleMania moment or my WrestleMania match moment would have to be John Cena in 04 winning his first title. In WWE, uh, when he won the U.S. title at WrestleMania 20, that was a good moment. 
Yeah, um, and then he brought up the spinner edition of it. I did not like that. It lasted like I think a good month, and then they ditched it. And thank you, JBL, for that crap. And no, yeah, I, I'm like, and people cheered it too, and I cheered that because I hated that title when he threw that freaking title in the trash and then burned it. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I hate that fucking title. <laughs> Definitely. Like, I was so happy that he burned that title because I hated the design of that title. Let's say with the WWE title. I don't. I didn't mind that title. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Over time, it did get stale. It the change was needed, but I didn't really mind that title. Like the, I like the the. The first edition of it, the well, it was called the Undisputed Title. Oh, the one that uh, Taker had. Yeah, because I, I actually like that design. It's like it's so simple. It's simple, but it looks prestigious. Exactly. So why change it from that? You could probably just kept just the just kept that design. Because the story called for a title change. For a title look change. Which kind of sucks, though. It sucks, but it had to yeah. happen. That's true. You know, and then plus scrapping the big gold belt, which kind of, that's another one that, that annoyed me. I hated that. When they when they unified the WWE title belt and they just made it, oh, we're just going to have the WWE championship? Uh, that, no. It's like, oh, there's one. Yeah, but look, I get I get the fact that at that time there was no brand split. The brand split was axed. They only yeah, it was only necessary to have one title. But come on, like yeah, the, one. the 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 problem that irked me about it was when they did the brand split again and they never reintroduced it. They made this new title that it looks terrible because it's a, it's a copy and paste of WWE. It's literally a copy and paste of the WWE title. I talked about this mm-hmm. in the last podcast. It's copy and paste. Yeah, that's what it is. For all so, the fucking titles. And it, and it annoys me. And, and probably NXT has a better design than anything else. NXT has better unique designs. Because what Triple H does, he gets the fans input. Uh, the fans input. He's for the fans' input. Mm-hmm. Vince, only, Vince only cares about the top dollar. I'm sorry to say it, but that's all he cares about. He's greedy. He's a greedy motherfucker. Like I, I get, he's always been like that. And 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 yes, I will give him credit for making the company and making it as big as it is. Well, take it. He kind of reshaped it after after his dad owned it. Well, when his, when his dad owned it, it was just a territory. It was only available in the Northeast. He made that shit national. I think like global if you think about it. Yeah. Which I, I kind of come, I, I kind of do tip my cap to Vince for that. Yeah, reaching the UK, now India. Yeah, and, well, now, and now he's reaching Ireland. Because apparently they got now got a TV deal in Ireland now. Sheesh. When they didn't, I'm like, all right, you don't have a you didn't have a TV deal in India. You didn't have a TV deal in Ireland. What the fuck were you doing for the last thirty years? <laughs> mm. Like what? Well, it's more money for them. It's more money. Yeah, it's more money for the 
the country. More money, more blood, more money, blood money from. You got more blood money from Saudi Arabia, which that was a disaster. Honestly, that was a total disaster. Like the thing is, I, I when before all this shit happened, before all the shit that I saw in the news, like a year after, like literally the year after, they decided, oh, we're gonna go to Saudi Arabia. At that point, I started saying, yeah, they're going for blood money. But when they first did it, I didn't really care. Not to mention, you know, and the women didn't don't have, do not have much rights over there. They literally had freaking Lacey Evans and Tyrus come out in like a one piece freaking late freaking leather suit, right? Which yeah. covered up everything. But they also wore freaking t shirts. Like, uh, I don't know. Which, look, I get it. I get it. The sexual, the sexualization of women. I get, I get that point of it. Mm-hmm. But it's still backwards as all hell. I actually got a TV deal in Ireland. I have rent. It happened today. They got a free. T- no, I think it was because we're on SmackDown. We're behind a paywall over in Ireland, and now they got a free TV deal. I think that's what the case was. They were trying for a few years to get a free TV deal instead of a paid TV deal. Oh, that's true. Which I'm I'm fine with. Like, hey, get more eyes on the product. Yeah, because you got some Irish talent. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah, you got some Irish talent. You got some Indian talent. You got Saudi talent, which I get that aspect of it, too. That's true. Bring some exposure to all the talent across the world. Because the like Ireland, you got most of. Yeah, like Seamus, Seamus Finn Balor. Not, I think yes, yeah, yeah. Seamus is Irish. Finn Balor's Irish. Becky Lynch, I forget. She's Irish. Who else is on? There's one of the ones I could think. Um, I think that's it. I think that's good. NXT. I was good. NXT UK. Um, is Jordan Devlin Irish? I think he might be Irish. Cause he sound because when I hear his promos, not to be funny, but he sounds Irish. Uh, give me one second. Because I know, because I know he was out for a while because of COVID, and he was under quarantine. He couldn't travel. That's why they're doing yeah. the storyline of who's the real. Cruiserweight champion. Oh yeah. Here you got also got Walter from Austria. Oh, we got Walter. Oh my God, that man. Oh Jesus Christ. Freaking, freaking, freaking. Uh, what's his name? Champa better freaking protect his chest. Exactly. <laughs> like you can hear the shit. Like. I- like every time Walter goes for a chop, you know that shit's real. That's <laughs> gonna, it's gonna hurt. It's like God damn, <laughs> you don't have to go that hard. It's the same way when Big Show does his chops. Big Show, I like how he does it. He gets the crowd to be quiet. He goes, and then he just chops his shit out of the wrestler. <laughs> That's that, I mean, like listen, I'm gonna. You want to hear something? <laughs> Guess, like you said, you know, 
they can get more exposure to other countries. Yeah, I like in that in that in that regard, I'm happy that WWE is trying to go worldwide, further worldwide. But uh, I didn't know how many. I I was surprised of how many countries they that that they haven't been able to reach yet. This means they reached three so far. If we yeah. don't count, include NXT UK. NXT, yeah, NXT UK. NXT UK is more exclusive to the UK area. You know, uh, like London yeah. and all that, or England mm-hmm. and Ireland and all that. Well, technically, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland, yeah, Northern Ireland, and then you have England, like all of the UK. Yeah. They're like they're exclusive to that. Plus, they do air it here. Mm-hmm. Which I'm I, I'm okay with that. Like, I really I really want them to start like promoting it more. Because because the company's a big money maker. Yeah, like you 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 wanted you wanted this you wanted the the NXT UK and yet you're not promoting it and. I keep missing episodes. I forget what day it's on. It's on like Tuesdays. At like yeah. Or NXT India. They, 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 don't, they won't make NXT India yet. But I think, they, I think what they need to do, if they're going to make an NXT India or an NXT Saudi Arabia or NXT whatever country, promote it more. Yeah, I mean. Don't just, don't just make it. And then not. And not. I know, well, I know NXT UK. They kind of they promoted that heavily. Yeah. And my and what number was I on for my list? Was I on number two or number three? That was number. Oh shit! I think it was number two. Uh, my number, yeah, number one. Two. My number one. Because we did we did go off the beaten path there. Um, mm-hmm. my my number one moment of the two thousands, Undertaker, and King. Oh four. Okay. Um, but back to what I was saying about uh NXT UK. They need, like I said, they need to promote it a lot more than what they have. Because they got a great, they got a great product. Yeah, a great roster. Awesome roster. Um, that's that's pretty much all I got to say about NXT UK. Um, as far as NXT goes, I've, I'm trying to figure out why Takeover is on free TV this year. Mm. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Like what, what's with the sudden thing? Like. Okay, you're on Peacock. Great. That's like any other show that you've made because it's a pay per view. Mm-hmm. But, but why is night one on USA Network? Like, I'm trying to figure it out. Is it just like, oh, is it because like the undercard is basically just a regular ass episode of NXT? I'm guessing. Yeah. I think I think night one's going to be full of the undercard matches and then all the marquee matches are on night two. Yeah, like the. Kyle O'Reilly and the. We all know that. Yeah, we all know that was going to be on night two. People want to pay money to see that. 
I'm what I'd pay. I, I'd pay four ninety nine on freaking Peacock to get that shit. <laughs> Give me a great feed like that. Oh yeah. Technically, this is not the first feed that Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole has had. They have one in twenty twelve or twenty no that, like twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Yeah, and the Ring of Honor days. Yeah, but this is the first time in uh, WB that they're going to feed, and that's why people are happy because of their previous feuds, because they know their potential okay. in promos and they know their potential in the ring. Mm-hmm. And and I love that WWE. I love it how Triple H let them be as intense with promos as they were when they feuded in Ring of Honor, in my opinion. Exactly. <laughs> because if you if you watch that pro, I watched that promo at least twice in the past day. And the promo that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly cut during that uh contract signing. Holy shit. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I'm also uh, I really I want to look forward to Tommaso Champa and Walter, but I feel like that match is kind of thrown together. But I also expect a great match. Yeah, definitely. Like, and I also expect a cringeworthy chop from Walter. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, and, the only good faction that, and, you know, I like, I'm starting to really like Imperium. I love Imperium. They're great. Because it's like, it reminds, because the thing is, it's like, they kind of represent uh, UK, the UK's best. Yeah, I, I, I think it does that. I think it, it really represents the UK and their best. And it also represents Austria. Because now you have, you have your head honcho. He was from Austria. And um, there's a couple guys. Right, one guy, he's from Germany. Yeah. It, it represents Germany, and it also represents the UK. Which... Which I kind of like, in a way, I like it that NXT UK is diverse in having people from other countries in their brand. Oh yeah, but wouldn't you have strictly people from the U, strictly UK talent? Because now it seems like they're getting people from Germany or Austria and all these other countries in NXT UK, even people who aren't even from the UK. But you never know; they may take residence in the UK. Yeah, they, yeah, they may take residence in the UK. You're right. That but, could uh, be. Yeah, that could be the case. Because I think I think Walter did wrestle in the UK before he signed with NXT. Yeah, the UK independent circuit. Yeah, like brands like Pro, Pro, Progress Wrestling, um, Defiant. That's also another UK oh. one. Yeah, that one. That one's a defunct company. What defiant? Yeah, that died off quick. Sheesh. It it, it really was made in 2016, 2017 as WCPW, and then they rebranded into into the defiant. They lost money and then died. Uh, in, a, in in a matter of a few years, they're dead. Yeah. 
That's the thing too. It's like it seems like independent wrestling is kind of becoming obsolete nowadays. Honestly, I don't. I don't think it is. Well, some brands. I really don't. And there's some brands. Yeah, some, some brands are dying. Some brands, but I don't think indie. I, I don't think the indie circuit is dead. I think it's alive and well. Because these smaller circuit, the smaller circuit, completely popular. I know CCW is still popular nowadays. CCW, uh, that's like that's like one of the hottest new things. Which I'm very surprised because there's a lot of alumni coming out of that out of that particular promotion. Uh, I think it was like the hot, I think it was like the hottest new promotion when 2010 came around. Because you had like like this big thing, yeah. You know, you want you want to get a craving of death matches, but because I I think when uh, ECW died, people were like craving that extreme hardcore death match kind of thing, hardcore death match type feel of company. And then when yeah. she's up around, they just freaking blew up. Because I was watching the thing on YouTube from Vice. Like their fans are crazy. They're like they're like oh. so bloodthirsty. Oh my god, they're nuts. And I feel like, and every time I watch like documentaries on it, or if I watch those shows of on occasion, the fans look like they want to kill each other. <laughs> oh yeah, like like holy shit, they're crazy. Besides, it's like. I mean, I love hardcore wrestling than anything else because it's like, I don't know. There's something about hardcore death matches kind of, it's like, a, I don't know why it's appealing to, to most people. Maybe because they're sick of, you know, the PC stuff that uh, WWE is doing and wrestling in itself, mainstream wrestling that's on TV, they're not as violent as they were. Nah. Like, yes, you'll see blood here and there. But, the, but it's not as often as it used to be. No, because I remember the attitude era. Like, there was blood every fucking week. <laughs> exactly. Like, the first blood match. Like, there's some matches that I've actually liked. Like, yeah. Back, just, back, but, but back in, you know, the early 2000s to mid 2000s. Yeah. There was a lot of blood. There was a lot of blood being oh, spilled. Yeah. That's why. That's why I loved when they did the the the, the, the whole barbed wire death match in AEW. I loved it. Why I liked the whole no disqualification unsanctioned match between uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa two weeks ago. I loved I it. I thought Brett Breaker could be fixing her own teeth after that shot, after Bro. Thunder Rosa drop kicker with a ladder. <laughs> can, I, can, I t- can I tell you something? I, I'm all ears. Another fucking breed. Like, holy fuck. Exactly. There's somebody. And then the promo cut um, on Wednesday night. Yeah. Where she was like, Mick Foley, t- it took him a few years to become 20 years 
it took him a few years to become the best hardcore wrestler. I did that shit in one night. I'm like, hell fucking yeah, you did. <laughs> but he also kind of think, too, McFoley had made a career out of it for the last, like, the most, even most wrestling fans would know the iconic moment where he gets thrown off the, off the top of the cell. But it took, but like she said, it took it took him a few damn years for that to happen. Exactly, and that's what she meant. Because before that, she like that shit. He didn't take it to that extreme. Nah. And then when he came to WWE in '98, he took that shit serious, and he took it to the extreme. I remember that, and that's the time that's where he started. He probably told Taker, "Look, throw me off this bitch." Exactly, right. and not to mention the fact you know that's because I feel like that's even back then, like without McFoley, you know, you know, like you said, it took him a few years to become a hardcore legend, and then we want to have the three, the three faces of Foley. Yeah, we. I mean, the three faces of Foley that, from a creative standpoint, that was genius. That was a work of freaking art, bro. Like. God, my top favorite Royal Rumble moment is where he just went in three times with his three alter egos. This man, this man in the Royal fucking Rumble created a goddamn loophole. Hey, you found the loophole. You found the fucking loophole. Create freaking three gimmicks at the name, same damn time and come into the same match at the same damn time. Get eliminated three times. <laughs> I was going to say, Lance. And you know, talking about AEW a little bit, I feel like Lance Archer is going to be wind up with. There's going to be. A, I feel like there's going to be at least a few with with Lance Archer and a few and a few handful of people. Uh, yeah, because that promo last week, I forgot who was. I forgot who was targeting. I think it could have been Sting or other Darby Allen. It was one of those two. It was Sting. I think he's trying to. I think AEW's teasing a program with Sting, where he has a one-on-one match with Sting. But that kind of worries me, though. Honestly, it doesn't worry me as much. No, because because there is reports that did come out that he was cleared by his doctors. He is okay. But the street fight, though, like like you said, you want to do a cinematic. The street, like going to like revolution, you know, the street match was done right. The the, the match the match the match itself was fine. The match itself was fine. Just it was the comment, commentary. Like, it just, and that's why I muted my TV for like, for the for the rest I, of the remainder of the match. Bro, I literally turned my fucking phone down because of that. That's, yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> like I literally was like, bro, I cannot deal with this shit. Why are they having the announcers talk during a like, cinematic match? Yeah, because he never did, like. Take the boneyard match, for example. They not, nobody said, said a goddamn word. The the, the barnyard match, nothing. The damn no, Hardy, that damn Hardy matches and Impact, no announcers were talking. The fucking Firefly Funhouse, which was shit in itself, nobody talked except for the characters involved. Oh yeah, to me, was, to me that's what a cinematic match should be. Because it's supposed to be like a movie. It's supposed to be like a movie, and that's you don't see, and and that's how you get your fans immersed. Yeah, that's why. That's the thing too. Like, God, I'm, and that's why I think some companies actually do cinematic cinematic matches well. 
I was gonna teach you that was AEW's first cinematic match, so they can improve all you oh, yeah. do is tell the announcers, look, shut up for a good 10 minutes. Or just cut their mics off. Or cut the mics off. But the thing is, don't write the script for them. <laughs> exactly. Don't write the fucking script. Tell them, look, we're going to do another cinematic match. This time, don't talk. Exactly. Like Sit back, listen, cut their mics off, and have yourself a good-ass cinematic match. That's it. Oh yeah, that was the only, that was literally the only flaw that I had with that match. But I think it was it was done pretty really well from the rest, from the wrestling standpoint. It was one of the best matches on the card. You know, give it Darby credit. You know, at least I don't, I don't give Darby that. You know, it seems like he like no matter how you can kick, kick him down, he's still going to come back and kick your ass. Yeah, I love I love Darby, um, his character, because they made him have like a lot of fucking heart. Exactly, and I think you know what's what's say. I'll take at least take at least Friday, but Wednesday, I that was a good TNT Championship match. Yeah, that was a great uh, championship match, and I love I love what he did after the, or before the match when he was talking to. Uh, John Silver, he he pointed up to the sky. So let's do it for Brody. He go. He he was he probably he, yeah. He most likely told John Silver, "This is for Brody. Let's, oh, let's yeah. make a killer match for Brody." I thought. I mean, I thought John Silver was going to win it for for Dark Order, but I. Did, I did, you, you, did you see what he did? Yeah, he put he 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 uh incorporated Anna Jay's uh finisher. Into the match. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I was like, that's a fucking best friend. That's a best friend. That's a best friend right there. I know. And I think NJ might be out for a few months with a shoulder injury. Yeah. she And I, and she was like, and the first thing she said, she reposted the picture and she goes, love you. And then, <laughs> and then John, and then John Silver put Johnny Hungy. I was, <laughs> yeah. And I was Ty like, Con- I was I mean, like, yeah. When I think about Ty, Ty Connie took me took my by surprise, you know. Ever since ever since she's been on the company, yeah, I I, lo- I love Ty Conti and her her uh, skills. Yeah, exactly. Like just back, you know, she incorporates her karate background and some wrestling moves, and she incorporates them well. Yeah, the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, like I I, I like. And I also love the fact that every time she's on dark, they paired her up with negative one. Every damn time. I love and negative that. one looks like he's and he's looks like he's ready to fight. <laughs> that man comes in with a fucking candlestick, popping people with him. Like that man's squaring up with people. <laughs> I don't know. There's gonna be a tag. Team. I saw because uh, did you ever see the card for AEW Dynamite? Is he on for, card? Uh, um, I don't think you will be. Is this kid gonna be uh, on the card? If he's gonna be on the card, I'm watching that shit. <laughs> uh, like wow, man! Like, I, like I love like before the match, she he said she goes, "Hey, come uh, do the my uh entrance with me." But on dark, there's gonna be an FTW championship match. MCW. 
FTW. Oh, FTW. Oh, that uh, prop title. Yeah. You know what's gonna happen, exactly. right? You know what's gonna happen, right? Brian Cage is retaining. I mean, yeah, I mean, hello, is Team Tat. Right, at this point, at this point, like every time they have an FTW title match, I'm not excited. Nah. Like I'm like whatever. He's gonna retain. Who cares? But uh, and I hate the fact, and I like people want like oh, Dark's better than uh, superstars and main event and all all the other WB uh, C shows. It's the same fucking yeah. thing. It's like the non TV time peak. It's the same fucking thing, but not on TV. Well. Exactly, and that's the thing too. Like, I haven't watched Dark since what? Since the si- after their second TV taping, I literally haven't watched. 20- Dark. I literally haven't watched Dark since the fucking first episode. Oh yeah, since their debut on television. Or no, I haven't watched Dark since freaking. I found out that uh, Negative One was gonna appear for the first time there. I only uh, watched it for the kid. Is <laughs> saying. Oh yeah. The rest, the rest of the stuff, it's like it's like people who dated that they don't sign going against people that they got, or they have Brandon Cutler job out to one of the stars. It feels like Brandon Cutler is getting. I don't think he's getting screwed over, but I think it's time to. Hey, bro, give him a little push. Me, I'm thinking, why are you still smiling? Why do you still like you love your fucking job? With AEW, because your best friend signed you. Obvious, obviously, Tony Khan doesn't see much in you, which kind of pisses me off. Yeah, because he's because because if you see some of his matches that he is competitive in, that man has some skill. Exactly, like. Um, it seems like like other stars like take John Silver example. Like I know he's part of Dark Order, but he's getting a, a push. Yeah, he's getting a heavy push. Um, um, I know Lance. Well, I know. I know the Bunny's going to have her first match probably next week. On dynamite, from what I saw. Yeah, she's she she they got her feet wet on dark. Like I think uh, a few weeks, like two weeks ago. I think just so. To get her, That's about time. Just to get her feet back, feet wet into wrestling again because she hasn't wrestled in quite some time since like the pay per views started. And she was yeah. I, like, I think says all out from what I remember. All out, like yeah, literally all out when she was still a face. Before she aligned, exactly. Before she aligned herself with her boyfriend and his best friend, <laughs> exactly. So, and then KT Marshall's gonna have an exhibition match against Cody next week. Yeah, I, I, I really, I, I expect him to turn heel. I, I there's, I know there's the story is there for him to turn and the problem. And you can hear him in his promo. Yes, he he's trying his damnness to break away from the Nightmare family. Yeah, and I yeah. think he, I, yeah. I think Cody's going to win the match, and QT is going to get enraged, and he is going to flip his shit, and he is going to turn and beat him down. and beat the shit out of him. 
Exactly. Like, like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the only logical, well, logical explanation I could see. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the story is there. They need to do it. Because, well, because I really haven't seen QT solo as much. Because I gotta start watching this highlight. Yeah, the last time, the last time we saw QT solo, he was a jobber, hmm. and it, they were trying to build the story of him losing a lot, to where the Nightmare Family took him in, and he starts winning. That's how, that's and how I think they, that, that's how they incorporated him to the Nightmare Family. Because I was mention the fact that. Yeah, like you said, you know, the story's about to change. Yeah. Because he hasn't been there for Cody. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. The early uh, the early days of uh, Dynamite. Yeah. The early days. Like, because the like, two years. Yeah, because like one episode of Dynamite, he didn't show up to, for Cody's aid. No, and, yeah. It was a long it was it was literally long term booking. Because first he didn't show up for Cody, and then during the whole elimination tag team battle royal, he turns on Dustin. Which I think, and I was like, "Huh, this is gonna be something might be brewing that we're not we're not knowing." Yeah, oh, I was like, "Oh boy, something's gonna happen." Because it 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 reminds me of not saying, but it kind of reminds me how NGO kind of backstabbed the inner circle. But, th- but I think they did that too soon. Yeah, exactly. They did that way. I think it, they did that way too freaking fast. Because one second he joins the inner circle for about like two months and then he turns on him. Like, oh my. I said, I said, at least give him like four or five months at least us, before you turn. Yeah, like give us like an extra four or five months out of this. Why? Exactly. Why? You know, drag it out. Like, drag it. You got to build that story. Yeah, get, get, Give give us a little bit of beef to the story. Don't don't give us just a sliver of meat. Because I think that I think they're doing the, I think they're doing it well with the QT situation or the story aspect. I think. That's how they should have done the inner circle thing. They're and, doing it. They're uh, doing it for one story, but they're not doing it for another. Like the, and now, the, now having the inner circle as a as a face faction is weird. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get used to that's, that. That's, I'm sorry. It's weird. It's weird. I'm. I. I. I, I kind of like when I think of inner circle. I think of monster heel faction. But then again, because like Sammy could play also played the face and the heel character too. Simon, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager. Oh God. I don't like. Um. I think what should have happened, which didn't. I thought they were planting the seeds for an MJF and Sammy Guevara feud. But then God, they got shot down. Uh, something must have happened back in the back. Behind the scenes. It's probably something must yeah. have fucking happened. In order for the story and, to just change automatically, like on the fly. And then and then Sammy drawn heat and then he didn't show up for impact. Look, the whole the whole like Impact, him not showing up for Impact, that was a whole different fucking story. That had nothing to do with him and MJF. 
I know that it's going to happen at some point. There's going to be at least a feud between those two. Because I know Sammy does not like him. We're not one bit. Is that- and that's the thing, too. And you call them the pinnacle. It reminds me, it's like a ripoff of the evolution at time, just by the way I look at it. Honestly, I don't, I don't see, I don't see that. I really don't. I don't see this being a ripoff of evolution. I like to me, they were trying to rip off the full horseman. Because you, know, you got Tully and you got, you got Art Anderson already in. The- you also got four guys. You got Tully as the the the, the manager. You got FTR. That's two guys. But you also have another two with. I mean, technically there's five because you got Wardlow, but Wardlow is probably not even going to wrestle. Which which is a shame though. He's basically just going to be. He's, he's probably just going to keep being MJF's lackey. Because he only God, I I almost because I know he did only like, like what three or four matches in total. Like he only wrestled a few freaking times. Like he wrestled once in the he town- wrestled once in twenty twenty once, or no twice. Yeah, because twenty nineteen is, is the first cage match. No, tw- no, 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 no. Twenty twenty was right before. They gotta bring that back. That was right before the fans did not were not even able to even come to the damn shows. It was literally like two months before they did the freaking arenas got shut down. One of the final events. Exactly. Hmm. That would be nice. Here, you gotta bring that back because that, that that was a great first cage match. Like a first. I think. I think. I think their plans for that. I think I think the plan was, I assume. Don't don't quote me on this. Don't think that I am revealing anything behind the scenes that nah. AEW is doing. I don't know anything about AEW and what the fuck they're doing backstage. But I really assume, we have no. I really assume, right? I assume that was the original plan. Have multiple cage matches throughout 2020 with a crowd. And I know they were supposed to have. And I, I know they were supposed to have a War Games esque match in twenty. But it, it never can never can be because of COVID. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, at least you know, if I were Tony Khan, you know, I would keep that on the you know in the back of my. I head think that's what they're trying. I think that's time. what they're trying to push for. With the pinnacle, with because the pinnacle and inner circle, they're trying to push for it. I like the cage cage matches for some reason. It's very appealing. It's, I mean, aesthetically, it looks dangerous. It is like, like four sides of nothing but steel, like a steel fence. Like, uh, even the, like the war, like when NXT, when NXT did the war games, but yeah, with the, or the war games, yeah, with the whole war games match, they incorporated. Oh, you can bring in weapons and shit. Exactly, like, like I don't, I don't, think, I don't even think I, that was even a thing back in the eighties where you could bring in weapons during a war games match. Nah, and you guys didn't think Dusty lay Dusty Rhodes for that concept. Yeah, that was that was all him. But uh, the thing, the thing that I, I really want to see that match type 
in AEW. I really wanted to see it. I was really looking forward to that match type in 2020 before COVID hit. I'm thinking, and then and then AEW was like, "Oh no, we're not doing it now because there's no crowd. There's probably not going to be a crowd for the next year." And there wasn't until like, yeah. like, like late. I'd say the next few, or like the next few months, basically, depending on. And the thing, and, and then the, the thing is. Once they got a crowd back, I'm thinking, look, you got a crowd, you can do it now. And they scrapped the whole feud. The whole match. Yeah, I mean, there's there, there are some like great storylines that you could probably put, you know, that would have come to fruition. I really like, uh, like if you if you if, I think if they were if they really pushed for a freaking exploding barbed wire death match and they did it, they're doing that match. With the pinnacle, exactly. with, with the pinnacle in inner circle, I think they're they're doing it. I would. I'll pay good money to see that, and this time actually make the ending right. That's the issue. I don't. I don't. I don't. The, I think there's not going to be room for a botch in that regard, because when you have pyro like hooked up around the ring and you don't specialize in that type of match, screw ups are going to happen. I mean, yeah, I mean, because my because the ending I would like to see, you know, like at least have the ring implode yeah. at the at the ending. Yeah, but the, but back to the war game, back to the blood and guts match. The thing is, all you all you could do if you're Tony Khan, all you really have to do is say you can bring in weapons into the ring and go fucking crazy, entertain the fans. Yeah, like or or be like John Moxley, or no, it's not John Moxley. I was um. Or be like Kenny, they'll bring like exploding barbed wire objects. Yo, imagine, yo, imagine these... that—an exploding barbed wire fucking war games match. Ooh. No, that's shooting fire. You <laughs> know the thought of barbed, and that's the thing too. Like, just seeing people, you know, get caught up in barbed wire, just hurt. it just makes me cringe. Even thumbtacks, it's like, yeah, why would you ever want to go through? You know what makes it worse? The, the camera, the camera work. They freaking zoom in on the damn barbed wire or the damn tax. I really exactly. it that painful are, for me. <laughs> and I'm not or gets by that, or get by slammed to the pile of Legos. And let me tell you, look, that shit looks like it hurt. But to I me, know. I find that more fucking funny than I do. It's, it's, it's funny, but it's funny, but it hurts. I'm like, ooh, but I'm laughing the entire time too. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny, but it looks like it hurts. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I suppose I suppose barbed wire war games. That shit would be great. Like, that's that's gonna be good for more. AWE or hey, uh, AEW, uh, fuck it. We made a new. We made, At least we made a new uh, match type for you. Somebody please capitalize if you're listening. <laughs> exactly. Because the, I don't think WWE won't capitalize WWE it. You won't capitalize it. They're too PG for it. AW would though. Which is kind of Oh yeah. For and if they can do a Kate first ever cage match, then <laughs> what's supposed to be a blood and guts match, which that didn't come to fruition, that that got scrapped. Uh, you know, a botch ending to the exploding barbed wire death match, which I'm 
I know that was a while ago, but it's still, it, it just it just left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, uh, the ending of it was like, what the fuck? And then, uh, and then after the, after that happened, I'm like, how the hell are they gonna save it? And they did it well too. They did it well. They saved it. Yeah, they saved the whole I mean, thing. The other thing. Yeah, I mean, I wish they could have done better. You know, like implode the ring or something. Oh, that's the only best best. I, I think they did, they they shouldn't have done the sparklers. I think they should have done the entire. They should have had the entire ringside area in that freaking smoke. Uh, pyro. Even Kenny, even Kenny Omega wasn't too happy about the. Kenny botch. Omega was backstage, pissed the fuck off, and rightfully so. It's like, like he said, like, like say, look, if we could do it, because he did it right, did the ending right in rehearsals, but you got in the probably look like it got it got rushed. I think I think it, they did get it. They got rushed. I think or. I'm guessing something happened with the pyro itself. Probably like a delay. They had like a I weird delay or somebody pressed the wrong fucking button. Because it's like, because, you know, like the good ending, you know, like let's have the ring implode, you know, on, because everything else looked like, it looked like it was done right, even the camera work too. The camera work, I think it could have been, it could have been better because of the placement of yeah. the pyro. It wasn't exactly where the hard cam was. Nah. And like, you don't have to wear a freaking hazmat suit for that. Honestly, like, honestly, that was like more so, it wasn't like terrible because it fit the aesthetic. That's, that's, that's why they too. did it. Because it fit the aesthetic. Because it's like, Definitely. I got, I got it immediately when they when they, oh he's wearing a hazmat suit to protect it. I'm like oh okay, I get the point. Okay then, yeah. But at times you know I think AEW could wait either gonna do something like that. You know look to CZ to CZW and the way that they do things. You I know? think I think they should have you know gotten John Moxley's input a bit more. Exactly, but they, they relied like, it too much on Kenny. Kenny never specialized in that match. John did. Yeah, take ZCW for example, and that's a local wrestling yeah, promotion. They, like he worked there, he knows how it is. He knows exploding barbar death matches. He knows death matches. So I or take a light two to to the I back think, and I still. Think, but here's like, the thing: I think they should have, like in the story. Yes, Kenny built the damn thing. Okay, we get it. Yeah. But don't have Kenny in real life, off TV, off screen, off script, and rely on him. Maybe John because Moxley it's like do the, the shit. Yeah, because Kenny, he specializes in like strong style wrestling since coming over from Japan. You know, New Japan for the last Oh God! How long? I don't know how long he's, he's been, been there. Been there since 2012 because he debuted as the cleaner. No, was it there in 2013, 2014? Because he debuted as the cleaner. Because because he was in yeah. uh, another company before that in Japan. Hmm. 
because there's like so many promotions in Japan. Because New Japan is probably the main one. New Japan is like the Japan's version of WWE. And you got Stardom, Shimmer. Shimmer's American. Shimmer is well, the yeah. American. But Shimmer got- is the American equivalent to Stardom. Because hmm. on that, yeah. I mean, like you said, it would be nice to have John Moxley's input, despite the fact he has experience doing yeah. that, and he knows how, and he knows all the stuff that happened backstage. He knows how the the ring was set up for those matches, and they, and of course, they practiced we, to make sure nothing went wrong. Apparently, somebody, some probably somebody in the back botched the somebody. ending. Somebody, I'm thinking somebody in the back fucked it up. Because who the hell, who and, the hell, in likes in like ignites fucking sparklers? Because even both Kenny and John wasn't were not too happy, not too pleased. Nobody. Most of Kenny, and, and I'm sure freaking Eddie Kingston was pissed the hell off too. Like, what the hell was that? You made me look like a, a fucking fool. I mean, I mean, Eddie Kings is also a, a, a hardcore specialist. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's the thing too. I really never watched him wrestle until AEW and some few Impact he matches. Never wrestled, but he, I don't think he ever wrestled in Impact. I think he was more of like a manager in Impact. Yeah, because he was part of the OGs till the till Conan and the, that's the thing too. Ellie, speaking of like. When I think of LAX, I'm thinking Hernandez and Hamas. Yeah, I don't really think of Santana or Ortiz. I'm like, yeah, that's the fake fucking LAX. It's like that's the rip- a ripoff. Because, like, that's who I associate LAX with. It's Hernandez and Homicide. Homicide being more like the enforcer of that, of that team. Freaking Homicide was a fucking beast. He still is a beast. He still, he still, yeah, he still so, works he's, for Impact. He's, he still looks good though after all this time. Two thousand fucking six. Same with Hernandez. Hernandez is, him and Hernandez were no oh slouches. Him and Hernandez were one of the best in the fucking game, bro. Especially when, and look, I mean, I, I mean, you can't. I mean, Santana Ortiz also are not that bad either, but just they're not at the at the level of Hernandez and Homicide were, especially back in two thousand six and two thousand seven. I think I think I think what Impact uh, was trying to do, they were trying to make a newer generation of LAX. Well that, it that didn't work. It got over. Uh, that's well yeah. Santana Ortiz won the Impact tag titles because they got over. I know they had a good, a good few with the with the Lucha oh, Bros. Yeah, a couple. I was so I was so fucking happy when both those teams got signed with AEW. Because that's the thing too. Like the one weapon that makes me cringe is the staple gun it's when people use it. <laughs> especially like the like especially when you get your nuts stapled. Man, that, <laughs> I was like, there, there we I'm go. like, yeah, that's where I draw a line in wrestling. I don't want to see that ever again. <laughs> nah, like the, the back and the forehead. Yes, I, I wouldn't mind that. It's, it's it's funny. It's like, funny. I know it's funny, but damn, I don't want to see that shit. It's like it hurt. Like, nah, 
The fucking genitals? I only saw it, my God, I saw it like a handful of times, you know, through Major League Wrestling and Impact. Bro, when fucking, when fucking, um, what's his name? Jimmy Havoc just freaking goes ham with the freaking table gun. Walk, exactly. He, he him walks himself. people, points out ahead and just shoot. I'm like, jeez, man. What are you, thug? <laughs> thug exactly. Like, even, like, another guy that I've liked is Sammy Callahan. I, I, I like Sammy. I like Sammy. So, Sammy's great. I mean, yeah, he. I mean, OV, for me, OVE was a good. Shitty has a he. Shitty has a face though, but he is great as a heel. Exactly. Like I remember, like, like, I remember recently when they tried to make Sammy face, and they ha- and they scrapped it in like a month. It was so bad. And I think I think they did a good job scrapping it because like he gets over as a yeah, heel. he's over as a heel. Him as a face yep. is kind of bland. Yep. Exactly. I mean, there's some professional writers that, that can can make that work too. Like Christian, Christian is a perfect example of that. Christian, he could be a he could be an evil dick, and he can also be a fucking great baby face. And next week he's gonna make and Christian's gonna make his end ring debut. He's next facing week. one of his buddies. I think I expect a kill turn from that too. I think it's gonna be nice, you know. Because you know he hasn't wrestled a while. Yeah, I mean he hasn't. I, I wouldn't say a while. I mean in singles competition, yeah, but he he remember he wrestled early this year in the Royal Rumble. Oh, that's but right. But in singles competition, he hasn't wrestled in a quite some time. Because he's a tag team specialist. Well, he had had he hasn't had, had a bad singles run in his career, but he I think because I'm mostly associating him with, with tag team wrestling. I kind of. Here's the thing. Edge and Christian were like Matt and Jeff Hardy. With with yeah. Edge being Jeff Hardy and Christian being Matt. No one gave a shit about Christian. Everyone gave a shit about Edge. Yeah, because until I think Gangrel came out of the picture, I think there's what everybody started paying that attention. That was their first run. That was when exactly. they debuted as like the freaking brood. I'm like, um, they're creepy as fuck. I mean, I didn't see it, but I when I saw clips, I'm thinking, yeah, they're oh. creepy as fuck. <laughs> it did. It did work. Though. It did get over. It was too over. bad. It was. It wasn't too Christian bad. When got over Gangrel couldn't get over for, what the shit, dude. And, nah, and that's the thing. And that's the thing too. Like that's the thing that didn't. Like. Even back then, like in the attitude, or like they still had their like their their awesome skits that they still have, which I thought that was still funny. And then the five seconds of flash photography, that's kind of skit that they done a handful of times always, back then. That, that always in gets the nineties crowd. The five second for photography thing that they do, that always that always gets a pop. Yeah, in the crowd. It, I liked it, but it was funny. In a way, it was like slightly corny. But it was equally as funny. Yeah, and man. I was about to comment. I was about to share a post on Facebook and tag you, saying this would probably be me and you as wrestlers, because they remind me of me and you as wrestlers. <laughs> we just, we just. Fucking, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, we're kind of, like naturally goofballs. Exactly, because it's like 
they both those yeah. guys can make it I work. Love, I love when they try to fucking <laughs> mimic fucking uh, Triple H's old music <laughs> with fucking with fucking kazoos. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I, I remember that. Like wrestling, oh, great. Even as I mean, as a kid, I mean, like like it, like I like honestly, like I said this like a million times, like. I got I got really my huge exposure to pro wrestling was during the Attitude Era, like ninety about ninety about ninety eight to ninety nine. I really did fully watch watch it till like about ninety nine. But my first exposure I got into the a year later yeah. or a year earlier. I'm sorry to nineteen. Yeah, I I like we talked about this yesterday on the podcast, but and I did talk about this on the first episode. I started I started like getting into it. Around 2002, that's like close. That's close yeah, to the very end. Like by the time I watched it, the Attitude Era was just ending. I was around. Man, it was like, I think it was like late one, early two when I did watch it, and then it was just, it was just yeah, at the okay. end of the Attitude Era. Yeah, because I think the Attitude Era didn't until May of about May. Yeah, about O two, O three. Yeah, well, technically O two, because O three is I think was the beginning of the ruthless no, aggression. No, era. no, 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 hold Which on. Still, that was another. The beginning of the ruthless aggression is when they changed from WWF to WWE. That was in May of O two. Then they had that whole oh. "get the f out" campaign, and then someone said ruthless aggression, and another person said ruthless aggression, and Vince said ruthless aggression, and then it was like, oh, ruthless aggression era. I mean that was both because attitude and the ruthless aggression were really the greatest great time periods of wrestling till until you start building up to the PGBS and, uh, and I haven't and that's the thing too look, I haven't watched it since. I don't mind the PGBS. I don't remind. I don't. I don't mind PG. They did it right in 08 and 09 and and some of twenty ten and twenty eleven. Twenty twelve is when they got too damn G rated. And they added in all these comedy skits and all this kitty like bullshit. With yeah, I want to stop watching. Say with fucking like, what Alberto Del Rio turning face by beating up Santa Claus, running him over with a car. That's how he like, turned face. I'm like, what? Like why? <laughs> I was like, like what happened? Like, did we just take like, take like like like, like, like back then like. like Imagine what the fuck Vince was saying and what the reactions of the writers were. How are we turning Alberto Del Rio face? Oh, let's have him run over Santa Claus with a car. But he and not that much of it. Del Rio did work well as a as a, as a baby face. Sucked as I'm a not face. gonna lie. No, I mean, no, times, no he sucked man. as a face. I mean, I hate to say it, but he sucked. He he worked fair as a heel. And and to be honest, and, you know, like, he's a natural burnt born heel because he's really an asshole. Just saying. Well, that's true. But like, you know, like I said, you know, back then, you know, like I enjoyed like even as a kid, you know, like to the end here, like I've seen like the unrated stuff. Like, uh, you had one of the women's oh, yeah, wrestlers literally stripped to nothing. 
back in ninety fucking eight. And um, I think you said, I think you told told me was it? I think it was was it? I don't really, was it oh one or oh two? Because I you mentioned that there was like a women women tag team or something like that. Women tag team. Uh, no, it was um, like that mindless fucking lesbian freaking angle that they tried to pull with the fucking yes, lesbian action shit. Yes, that's what I was talking about. Cause I, uh, that so shit that, sucks. Because I had, had to go back and forth. That's like, like, well, like, uh, I was like, and that's the time, you know, WWE was good. At this, well, technically, it was like after the uh, get the F out campaign, it was right at the beginning of the it was right at the beginning of the uh, Ruth's aggression era on Raw. And the and the funny thing is, it's like as a growing kid growing up, like I thought to myself, why the hell, like even the logo was like blurred out on the like the turnbuckle pads, even on the TV, like back in the Back in the day, they had like this lawsuit where they weren't even allowed to even use WBF on anything. Now, now they kind of, now they kind of took a step back. No. Like, look, okay, you have a library, you have a whole library. We don't want you altering anything. You can use the WBF logo for the past stuff. Current stuff, no, but the past stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's. That and, plus with, sense. and plus, with the new logo but design, still, it wouldn't like, even make sense to have WWF on the screen. Nah, because like even look at the bottom it, before the new logo, like with the old scratch logo, you can see like literally the yeah. E at the bottom. Yeah, well, it's a slight E, but it's not. I don't know. But the all time that logo that looks have... like two W's and a line. That's it. That's it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's no barely. Way. It's e just there. a line. Unless I'm not, unless I'm not looking close That's enough. Like, oh, I see two W's in a line. But you know, like God, my favorite. This is come back in Survivor Series when Kane Tombstone beat Rose. That's like, and this was time when they were in Boston yeah. back then. I, I bet you popped. Hard. I bet you popped hard for that. that was, <laughs> I did. You know. As much as because and the thing is like he played for the Phillies at one point in time and I was like you know and Boston fans are kind of like, are kind of you know jerkwads at times you know but Kane you know doing what he does yeah. best it's, but it's nice to see him you know finally you know getting his God he's been Kane's been around what cool God's been twenty no actually twenty three years or twenty four years. 24 years because I'll be 23 in uh, April and Kane debuted 97. Oh, jeez. I mean, and the things, you know, like also, you know, like, you know, I think having Kane, I think Eric Bischoff is another guy that I thought it was a der- deserving one. Yo, Eric Bischoff's reaction in- to him being selected in the hall almost made me fucking cry. Him and Kane both made me fucking cry. Almost made me fucking cry. It's still like the funny moment. God, this was his spot. When did he come to? What that had to when be. Did come, when when did he come to Raw GM? 
That was I in think 02. so because it's it like, was in two thousand two. Okay, because because it, because a memory popped up. It's like when Booker T was doing an interview with Coachman, and he looked at Bishop and said, "Did you not just see what I just saw?" You didn't saw just along see what lines. I just saw. You didn't. You did tell me you did not say what I thought you said, or whatever the hell he says. Or no, tell me you did not just say exactly. That. That's what he says. Tell me you're not gonna say that. <laughs> but my all-time favorite memory was a super, supermarket brawl between. Hey, you want some? Booker you T. want some flour? You want some coffee? Here's some coffee. As he's <laughs> or like also it's like, um, was it like ass kicking on aisle four by fucking, something like that? Fucking, I don't know. He literally fucking bar slid him. Like, you know how in movies how they slid the guy across the fucking bar in movies? He slid him across yeah. he slid him across the oh, fucking yeah. <laughs> across the fucking um whatchamacallit? The shit you put on the fucking items when you ring them ringing them out. The conveyor you put him on the fucking the conveyor, belt? conveyor belt. Slid him across it. He was like, here, ring them up. <laughs> 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 that's just the thing too like yeah. those are some good times man like when the act when stuff was like it was funny it was good but it was funny at the same time but nowadays it's like it's like the, to me to me uh, I, I think know. they try way too hard to be funny way too fucking hard with the pg like, and they try to combine being way too funny and being pg and it doesn't work like because like back then, you know, they kind of it was like even yeah, like you, even you could be funny, and you and you could be serious, but like unlike me, guys, people like me who grew up with the Attitude Era yeah. and the Monday Night Wars, and the and the thing is, I tuned in both to both promote it, both WCW, well, like the latter half of it, and you know, when that closed, Amy and WWE too. But when that goes down, I've been WWE guys since before the PG era. I've been, yeah, well, yeah. maybe about oh nine. I've been I've been predominantly a WWE guy from oh two to about 2013. Then I fell out of it because worse, I got yeah. pissed off because I'm I found you. out it was fake. Well then, we all knew it was fake. Yeah, and then, and then I realized, look, but it's like any other TV show that I watch. What's the harm? Like, what's the harm in me scripted. going back to watching wrestling? And, and I, and then, and then, and this is more like a sentimental thing for me too. Why I got into back into wrestling? I went down to visit my grandfather like the year he died. Oh, that's right. I remember you've been you've yeah. been talking about, about him a yeah, lot. Yeah, like every every time his birthday comes around, I make posts about it. But I'll I'll talk about it. The year he died, it was like, oh, a, yeah. I think it was like a week before he died I mean, in the summer. I went down the scene, and I watched wrestling with him for the final time. One of those days that I was down there, I came back up here. Oh yeah. A week later, I found out he passed. I made it. I made it my sworn oath. To go back to watching it in his honor, and then and then yeah. I just fell back right back and right. right back into it. I fell back in love with the shit. Just here's the thing too: that yeah. was part of our childhoods growing up. Well, yeah, before all the this. And that's the thing too. Like I was thinking, you know, 
for me, I consider myself a millennial because I grew up on oh, about the late nineties. But like, yeah, we're but not millennials. I was in ninety seven. Technically, I still we're consider not myself millennial. millennial. We're Gen Z. Gen Z. Well, we're like the, true, we're like the but... good half of Gen Z. Or no, we're Gen X. Or not, no, are we Gen X or are we Gen yeah. Z? I think we're Gen Z. Or probably Gen We're Gen Z. Uh, we're Gen I might have to Google. Yeah, yeah we're Gen I Z. I think it's like 97 to about 20, like one of the, tw- like early 2010s. We're Gen Z. But we're like the good half, I like to say. Okay, so um, now give me a second. I'm just Googling summer. So let's see, Gen X. Okay, so okay, so if you're born in '65 and '80, you're pretty much Gen X. Ninety up to '96, you're. That's see, I don't, I don't like. Consider myself Gen Z. No, I don't no, like that. No, never no, have. Not doing that. No, <laughs> we're the good. Like, here's the thing: we're the good half of Gen Z. Think of it this way: we're the good half. There's two halves of Gen Z. We're the, we're the better half. We're not the, the the half that eats Tide Pods and shit. No, not the yeah, canceling part. The canceling part. Like, I don't care. Really, about. I don't care about that shit. Because a lot of shit should be canceled. Just saying. Again, I, I can think of like a million things you can, most people would have canceled. Like cartoons that you were never. Because I use I love Loon, watching Looney Tunes like, like, up. Yes, some, you know? like so, half the time they are reaching, but some things do and should get canceled. Like I get it. Like I, I get I, I, Peppy, I, get, I, get I mean, the yeah, I get the sense, but I get that mm-hmm. half the time they're reaching too. But uh, we're but but what I what I categorize as the worst half of Gen Z is the Thai pot eating, the whole I'm going to hold my breath until I pass out trend that was going around. Yeah, that shit that, that oh, shit God. was dangerous as hell. Or um, but uh, all. The- all the shitty trends that shouldn't exist um, that like kill, like literally kill and harm them people who are doing it. But I don't want exactly. to get into on this show that much. But nah. uh, nah, I really think that wrestling back then, in a way, it was better. But we also, I mean, I mean, people do say, oh, nostalgia. Oh, you're only feeding off of nostalgia. It, it's fact. Wrestling was a bit better then. Yeah, like, take AEW, for example. Like, people, like, I'm not, because it's like, it's like how you're bringing back, you know, some WCW vibes on TNT. God, to me, I don't, think, I don't think they're bringing back WCW vibes. You know. Like, some, some aspects they are. Some pa- some aspects they aren't. Yeah, that's from. To me, to me, they're taken from every other but company you know, that's but... out there. They took from PWG. They took from ROH. They took from. 
everywhere. They took from WWE Pretty much everywhere. Like they're taking a lot of shit from other companies. WWE's doing the same thing. They take they're taking from AEW. They're taking from other things. Cause look what, cause look what like, fucking, the, cause look what fucking Cody and uh, Brainerd are doing. They're ripping off. They're ripping off. They're literally ripping off Miz and Mrs. And that was, and that's actually, I, I, actually, watch I enjoyed watching so that. I, so, I'm not gonna so, lie. I mean, even though I'm not feeling Brandy and Cody's version of it, in a way, I'm thinking, okay, they're adding an aspect that was successful from another company. From two other people that I'm sure they're friends yeah. with. And then the mention fact they're gonna be first and then Cody and Brady are gonna be first time parents. parents. They're gonna document that like Miz and Miz and Maurice did. They're, they're, they're gonna document their lives yeah. as parents. They're gonna bring some yeah. comedy but... into it like Miz and Maurice do. And while yes, they are like yes, they are ripping off Miz and Mrs. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna be the dead horse about it. I'm not gonna say oh, AEW's version's better. But I'm not gonna be all for AEW for this. Nah. They are ripping off Miz and Mrs. <laughs> That's it. Oh yeah, I mean it's but. The only thing different is as the is the name change. It's called Roach the Top. It's like they add, and really? they add their name to it. They added their name to it. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like Maurice didn't really age that one. That she woman like she didn't age. I'm like you know, after her time. She's still a babe. What the fuck? Exactly. Miss don't look that bad. Oh um, god. No, not exactly. I mean, he might have, you know, a few changes here. God, I still remember he wore like, the jeans, mohawk, derpy, and then and then he became a movie star. Exactly. Then he became like freaking the comb over, the comb over, and the shades, which are cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the Hollywood A-lister yeah. kind of that gimmick. I thought oh, it was interesting that, that he called. Oh, that was like they made. Oh, we're gonna call you an A-lister, even though you did made for. Straight to DVD movies. Because <laughs> the only the I can think of is The Rock. I mean, Cena yeah, hasn't well, done a lot. Yeah, Cena hasn't done a lot, but, but he like, just started going in. He started dabbling into Hollywood like two years ago. God, he, he did, only did one. God. He did the Marine. Another Marine. He also, he also just did Bumblebee in 2019, and then COVID hit. So he didn't do a lot of movies. That, that's true, but the one, and the one, actually one, uh, one David that I've actually, actually crushed on when I got in the wrestling was oh Kate. Oh my and god, was Kate was Michelle back in the crush day. on her back in the day, bro. Her. <laughs> and um, even Scroll Girl, Michelle, yeah, you had a crush Michelle on Michelle McCool McCool? back in the day too. Oh, you better watch. Oh, you better, uh, you better, yeah, you better wait, look wait. outside your window. You better look outside your door. Yeah, this... You better, you better have your head on a fucking swivel because Taggers come. <laughs> I always have. Well, not what well, this is before, like, like when she actually had that schoolgirl nope. gimmick nope. back in no. the day. The two people, no, the two people back in the day that I had a fucking crush on as kids 
Tori Wilson, Candace Michelle. See, Tori Wilson, I, as much as I have a lot of respect for her, and the, I can see why the appeal is, for me, I like Candace. Candace Michelle was more appealing. Candace had more well, skill. To me, in my opinion. I have to give her. She had more skill, even in the back half of exactly. her career. Like, right when WWE had just went PG, they let her showcase her skills, and she has skills. She had a lot of skill. She could go. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, too. That's the thing, too. I don't, have, I don't understand why Tori Wilson actually spent it. They only uh, signed her because we prior, prior to uh, her uh, wrestling career, she was a model. So they only signed her for her yeah. looks, and they put her in, like, this, like, lesbian storyline right off the bat. With fucking so Dawn, like, like they put her in a fucking lesbian I... storyline with fucking Dawn Marie back in O two. Jeez, I forgot about her. I think she's one. I know Dawn Marie's been. She wasn't all that of the two thousand. She, she wasn't that all that. I don't. Nah. No. <laughs> like the like the worst of the or technically the, the Davis division. She was, she, she never stuck with me. Liked. It was like she's not that good in the ring, and her mic skills were shit. That's like why do you even have her under they the contract? Trying to be sexy, but again, she, and it seemed like every time she tried, she was trying way too fucking hard. It was so cringy as all hell. It was like, so cringy. The with freaking Tori was cringy. Everything after that was cringy. Ugh. It was. Like the, like the, you can think oh of God. like a lot of cringe moments from back in the two thousand. Division back uh, in the day was God. cringe, bro. No, like no, Trish Stratus and Mickey James. I got go. That that was genius. You want to know why? You want to know why I think that it was genius? Because look why at real life, the way people get when they have celebrity crushes. Some fucking people. And they get like the highest level of fucking crazy. Yeah, that's true. And they try to get with the fucking person that they're crushing on. They were okay. That they actually, were incorporating that does, that does that part make a lot of, sense. of of fan like fandom to the story, which was genius. Oh yeah, and not that the mention fate, you know, actually would kind of, yeah. actually got plucked right into the middle of that. You know, God rest her soul, which is which is kind of. I guess I like Ashley. Dude, she was one of my. You favorites. know, I thought I, I didn't have like a celebrity crush on her, but I thought yeah, she was I mean, like the coolest fucking character ever. Because they because they threw in her as yeah, in like a like, punk rock, me, like, which is cool. Exactly. Even like the even like the Mickey James and the Trish Angle, like she was. She, she tried was to kind of like a no, brick wall to break them up. Too. She was like, no, 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 no we're not doing this shit. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was like, yeah. it was like a like a wall to break them up, but Mickey James was not having him. Yeah, and then after BS then after the Mickey like, James uh-huh. and the freaking uh, Trish Stratus feud, that that kind of like segued into the Ashley Mickey James feud, which is also a great feud. Oh, and definitely. honestly, I kind of wish that uh. Ashley did get through her mental health. It didn't pass. I think if, and that's the thing. Because she did try so- to come back before she died. She did try. 
Yeah. You know, like I say, God rest her soul, man. She was still like and she had thirty five girl. Like that's like so not only did she leave a potential comeback behind, she left her child behind. Because her mind Yeah, I mean she really didn't have that much of a legacy. Which is sad. Yeah. Another, I don't know if you did you ever see like Nick, Nick Aldis calling out Kenny Omega earlier? Oh my god! Him, oh, I've been reading up on all of that shit. Dude, I would pay good money to this. I would love Honestly, to see that. How the relation, the working relationship that I mean, he's, um, Nick Aldis and Cody have with each other, and the way that they're working with the NWA, I that's that's inevitable. That feud. Oh, definitely. Like, like they saved in having you know Thunder, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. I think I think um, what's the whole thing with Kenny being a belt collector? He's going to take the Impact title at the next review, and then he's going to move on to the NWA. That's what I think is going to happen. He's going to show up. He's, he's going to show up on Power, and yeah, he's going to okay. challenge Nick Aldis. And I don't think Nick Aldis is not going to have any. It's not going to have any. Have any they're going to have, have, have room for great matches, both on NWA programming and AW programming. Definitely, I because I, I, I can't wait to like, see that. Like Tony Khan said, the forbidden uh, doors open. That was for New Japan. No, that, that was, was for, for every New company. Japan. New Japan. New Japan, uh, NWA. Well, take the new Triple A, Ring of Honor, anywhere. Like he said, literally, well, we literally said anywhere. Triple. He said even we're open for a WWE crossover. Uh, fucking AEW. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Oh yeah, you know. Okay. Oh yeah. Like because it, it it gives me like the invasion angle from make back in the day. New, you know, and, make you know, a whole yeah. new goddamn wrestling pay per view for that. I don't give a damn. Just do it exactly because it's like yeah. At least bring that no, back. Make, you know, bring the make, invasion they angle. Used back. to have the invasion pay per view. WWF invasion. You can make WWE invasion have that happen. Bring that exactly. Bring that bring that back, and by God, have AEW come in and feud with you guys, or or like and also throw NXT in the mix, you know, nuts as hell. (laughs) Especially the one I would like to see is the battles of the women's division between NXT and AEW. Fucking threat match. That'd be great. Have all three champions. Yeah, or no, make it a. Oh, make it a exactly. You got Finn Balor. No, exactly. Because no. you got Finn Balor no, for NXT. Right make it a Kenny Omega. Make it a four-way match. Make it. Oh, the women's the Karushita versus. Oh. Uh, yes. I think it's it Shirai it's, that she's holding that. Then have her face Io Shirai, whoever the fuck the champion is at that time. Because there could be a change. Who knows. Um, 
Hold on. And you also got the tag, that point. tag we're doing, titles. We're doing the match card. But uh, the third, the third, the third competitor I would like to see <laughs> would be Oscar for Raw. If she's still champ, if she's still champion. If not, if okay. Ripley becomes champion, and if by that time she's still champion, she'd be a great competitor. All that. And then have Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. or have Bianca, or that's a fire match. No, actually, that's because because I think about it. Because you got you got endless match match cards you could put together like with a lot of different. I can imagine that people happen with, and it gets so much freaking ratings, bro. That's just ratings galore. And think about it. Think about think about the the amount of money that WWE is going to make and AEW is going to make. Like oh my god! Exactly because you know, like I, I am picturing, like I'm picturing this entire card in my head right now, and smiling ear to ear. <laughs> Actually, I think I think we should do like a fantasy, you know, match card for like different like hey. You- you and Brady want to do that next week? Because I'm, I'm game for that shit. Oh, definitely. That, dude, because that would be a nice topic to cover. Like, like, you know, potential matches, you know, maybe one day, you know, like, like have, say, I'm, working with WWE, New Japan. Um, I mean, because I, the I thing like is, I don't want all four companies I in got one, a lot of one show. Nah, that's break it. Yeah, nah. break it up a bit. We could probably like break that up a bit. Crossover. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, they like say maybe one night we're doing AW and WWE crossover. No, I'm, we can I mean, make a much no, like, I'm talking there. about like from a business standpoint for WWE, not for the podcast itself. I'm talking about have like AW crossover with WWE eventually if they want that, and if WWE is game for that. Which I highly doubt, but still, the dream. <laughs> I mean, Let us dream. <laughs> yeah, well, but oh my god, bro, that's gonna be a great episode next week. We already got it planned out. Uh, I don't even have to go on Twitter and ask the fans. We already got it planned out. We're sorry, but we want to talk about this. <laughs> Yeah, but other than that, I got nothing. I got nothing else to add because I need to go to bed. Yeah, it's I about, need to get to bed too. A little two in the morning. <laughs> All right, what yeah, that's I'm, I'm just exa- uh-huh. I'm exhausted. <laughs> nothing but that because I've been watching nothing but Harry Potter movies all goddamn day. I would do. Fuck it, Harry Potter and all. There's nothing else on. Like literally, I'm 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 reading on the fifth movie already. Well, four and a half. Well, take like four because I'm about to start the fifth one probably tomorrow. Yo, honestly, this is off the cuff. I didn't write anything down for this podcast. This is unscripted. This is uncensored. This This is is unscripted. If 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 you're not into. A lot of f bombs or a lot of cursing. Don't want. Don't listen. <laughs> if you got kids, listeners' directions advised. 
<laughs> I should have put this yeah. before the episode. But yeah, if you if you got kids, don't let them listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, other than that, I mean. Oh, it was a fun. Tonight, it was, was actually, a fun. I, I, I love tonight. Fun. Tonight was great. Y'all are in for a great episode. So, with that said, this has been It's Real to Me podcast with Tyler, Brandon, and Robert. Yes, we have a name change. We are starting off with three people now. So, anything else you would like to say, Rob? Promote your stuff? Do whatever? Not that much. Uh, Well... If you're not on YouTube, if you don't watch, if you weren't ever watching YouTube, I got like six new videos. Of, well, I think I think I think you already did this already. Like I already, I already have like six new videos on the channel. Uh, I have a couple new episodes out on my podcast that you know if you guys want to take a listen. I mean, I usually well, recording wise, I usually do it on. God, I don't know. Well, that, I mean, if anybody wants to come on and you know talk other Philly sports, break anything down, yeah, and I, I'm game. I, I really, I'm really thinking on. about um, at some point going live on Twitter or going live on Instagram via one of the podcast channels. Talk, talk some, talk some wrestling with you guys. It'll probably be just me, oh, yeah. um, or it will be probably me and Rob or me and Brandon, like whoever. Wants to ask questions, you guys can. So be on the lookout for a live, a live video oh, yeah. on Instagram or Twitter. I'm definitely going to do like a, well, before I go, but I want to let you know that I'm going to probably do at least do like a, like a vlog kind of videos because, you know, because to, because Sunday's actually my first my first game in, in, in hey, and eventually hey I'm really hyped. Want to like stop by and record a vlog? I'm game for it. Yeah, and hopefully I'll get, hopefully get enough oh, happy birthdays health. because Sunday's well, my birthday. You, you can come hang out for your birthday uh, if you want. Um, and plus, it'll be like my like it'll, it'll literally be my like my final few months here anyway. So like, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. you got to spend the time while we can while we can. Yeah, dude, you're, that, you're I mean, welcome to come on time. You, you're the you're a permanent host here. <laughs> hey. You don't have to thank. You don't have to thank me. You're the, you're one of the permanent hosts. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know because I know you and Brandon got a lot on your plate. Because I'm just trying to looking for someone. When do you when do you do your? Uh, I mean, I'm I wanted like I want to like do. I usually do my show, my sports show, strictly for football. Well, uh, I wanted to do other. I I wanted to do other sports. That's- but I haven't really been into sports. Yeah, because usually I don't. I usually cover at least almost at least try to at least cover like all five. Well, I really you like you. You've done a great job lately covering all five because like you have one video for Phillies, one video for the Flyers, yeah. one video for the Sixers, one video for the most videos I've made. Your pot, your pot, I listen. I listen to your podcast. Your podcast is diverse with 
all the sports. Oh yeah, I mean, I try to change it up a bit and make it interesting. Yes, yeah. you've got great. Like stuff. the only videos that I got on my YouTube channel, the the Phillies is the, the most co- covered team that I've done on my YouTube channel. Because <laughs> that, because I guess the people weren't all Phillies. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, sick. Like the Joe, I only made three video uh, Eagles. The Eagles videos only did three of them. And my recent one was the Joe Flacco. I mean, they've been, I mean, that's understandable to have only three Eagles videos because they've been fairly quiet this offseason. Well, yeah, because I, unless if I find some breaking news, I'll wait. I'll try at least hop right onto that. Yeah. And uh, I want to. I want to uh, restart my YouTube, but. Um, I'm not like I haven't quit because of the whole copyright bullshit that happened. But the problem that I have with YouTube is talking through a microphone by myself does not bear does not bode well. It's not that hard. <laughs> to me, like for you, it's not hard because you 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 can do it. You can yeah, do yeah. it. You have you have enough of like that emotion. You can bring out that emotion. <laughs> Of talking to me. for me, for me, for me, it's kind of awkward. Yeah, that's true. Hey, all of you watch my two flyers videos. Oh my god, let's let's just say I showed a lot of emotion in those two videos. Because oh, you're pissed. Kidding? <laughs> my police. Are a dumpster, fr- and he just lost again tonight. Like, <sighs> and that's the only two I'm probably not going to watch for the next couple of years or two. At least, at least something that's a. If they don't straight, no, I'm not. Look, look, I'm not. I'm not gonna be the one to like not watch for a couple years. I'm too much of a big fan for that, yeah. for any of the sports. But when you know that the team is going to go down the sh- to the sh- down the shitter, the season, I tend to not watch the rest of the exactly. Season. And I haven't, watched, I, <laughs> I haven't watched them since last year. Like when the. Last year, they were one of the best teams in the fucking hockey. And then they regressed so and, <sighs> and then they became nothing. And just like, Fast. like, are we going to have another like, the hockey version of the Eagles? You know, they're going to be burning up in flames. The thing, the thing with the Eagles, though, right? They slowly regressed. Yeah, yeah. With the Flyers, they fell off a fucking cliff and just freaking nosed out. Exactly. And that's the thing, too. I think because people... And people, and there were two videos that I got like over 100 views on. Like, these pe- most people seem to love the Chase Anderson signing that that really did well on my cha- on the channel. Matt Moore one did, did pretty good. Um, people love Matt Moore, people love Matt Moore. I gotta, I gotta give you that. Like, oh, jeez. I mean, but yeah, if you want to watch his YouTube channel, go ahead. It's pretty. It's- I advise you if you're in the sports, especially the same. Or if you're in the if you're if you're in the Phillies, the sports in general, does like it doesn't matter what sports it. I mean, there are my times I might take a rabbit, but the thing is, you predominantly do Phillies. Yeah, I have my, a lot of knowledge of it, and my maintain. It may, you have a, yeah, you, you have a you have a lot of knowledge into it, but the viewer, the listeners in here, yeah, most of them are from like fifty, not. Literally, like only have like ten percent from Jersey. The rest are from other states. Yeah, I mean, 
in other countries. But if you're into Philly sports, if you're into sports and you want to hear about a Philly team, watch your stuff. I mean, listen to his podcast because it's good. It's a good podcast. Sometimes I think it's better than mine. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> You kind of went silent on me. You there? Buddy. Hello? Oh, shit. Uh, hello? You went silent on me. Um, I think... Oh, there we go. Can you hear me now? What happened? Oh, I was, what happened? I was flipping up through, through, through my stuff, you know, trying to at least do something. Because uh, right now it gets like if you guys can now we get to a thousand so so be I can be I'll be eligible to make goddamn money on YouTube will be nice. He wants to be a full time entertainer, y'all. You gotta you gotta subscribe to this dude. You gotta get him some that moolah that dough. I mean, look, I'm already, I'm already making money on my pod my podcast is already monetized. So nice stuff. You monetize your podcast? Yeah. I'm trying to like I kind of want to do that, but I don't have a fucking bake account. <laughs> So how the fuck am I getting my money? I mean, like, I mean, my anchor sponsorship's up to up to sixty cent, over sixty cents, so far. Do you have a bank? Do you have a bank account? Yep. Okay, then then that'll be easier for you. For me, I kind of can't do that because for one, I don't want to have ads in my podcast, and for two, I don't have a bank account. Well, that's mention the fact, you know. And the funny thing is, I did I did reach out to a few, you know, sport athletic pair. Like I reached, well, Nike was the first company I've reached out to. See, they're interested. If they want to, you know, help sponsor my podcast. Yo, Nike wants to po- sponsor you. I know. I, I asked if they're interested. If they want, if they want me to, because oh. most times not, I love wearing Nike. That's what my. That's basically what I own. Okay. That's what that's what people that's what people like to do when they want to go and get sponsorships. They get to to sponsor stuff that they own that they like. Like Under Armour is another one. That's another great brand that I've I've been you know I personally like. Um, I try to at least get I, and the funny thing and I try to get see if Joe Flacco wants to come on. You know, honestly, that would be. I like that would be big for you to have the newer, the newest eagle to be on your podcast. And the fact that I don't know if you watched my Joe Flacco video, I it's Flacco here, especially you know Audubon, but he also and I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you this, but he also played Gloucester Mustangs football back in the day. You told me this on uh, yesterday yeah. during the podcast. Yeah. People, I have people tell me who actually grew up with Joe Flacco. It's like. I like I when I literally heard, when I heard that like the year he won the Super Bowl I flipped I should have been I should have been I mean like like oh do you hear he played for Gloucester I'm like what yeah, people are showing me <laughs> pictures of him in a Gloucester Mustangs football game before I was like no fucking way no really I think it was, I think it was you that told yeah. me back in 2012 he played for Gloucester and then you showed me a fucking yeah. picture I'm like what exactly like no. For being a guy who actually who grew up as an Eagles fan, like how can you pass that up? You know, the Eagles actually get a chance to sign you. You're probably thinking, dude, if if the he's living out a dream that I want, exactly, like, that I can't, that I'm not able to have. Yeah, he's living out. 
my ideal dream. Well, me, it would be the Phillies because I've always been a big supporter. You know, you know some of the rough times, but I've been there. You know, I've been a full time. Yeah. Flyers, not so much because I cannot skate for crap. Because back in the day, I cannot roll. Even still to this day, I still can't roll a blade for crap. For me, I just can't play sports because of my, you know, disability and me having a, a tube in my head. That's true. If that tube ruptures, I'm dead. So well, at least, at least you're, you you make a good coach, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yo, I literally made. I literally won a, a play. A, I literally won a game, coaching, and I made the fucking playoffs. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm good at this. But the thing is, because of COVID, I wasn't able to go back for year two. I mean, so that season was my first and only season. I mean, man, I've been, I, because technically, because for me, I coached for about two, two and a half, three seasons before I had to step away because of schooling. And then I was still playing, I was still playing ball. Yeah. Honestly, I, when I, when I move, I'm like half tempted to ask. Like go around like in the local town I'm gonna be happy to be living at wherever that may be, and go to their youth center, their youth rec center, and ask to be a oh, coach. Yeah. That would be great. Other than that, I mean, I'm gonna hop off because I need some sleep. Oh, yeah, I need to go lay down too. It's like two thirty in the mm-hmm. fucking morning. So, with that said, this has been it's real to me podcast with Tyler, Brennan, and. Robert. <laughs> so with and go, again, go listen to his podcast. Go watch his YouTube channel. And I hope you guys have a great night. Have a great week. Have a great, great sleep. I hope you guys. Eat well. I hope you guys drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of stuff. I care about you. Y'all do. <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all do a lot. Y'all do your part to stay alive and kicking. So, with that said, this has been it's real to me. Po- it's been the it's real to me podcast.